Hey guys, this is your girl Latoya. And it's me, Chanel Ray. Mama, Mama, you know I love you. And we are a mommy cast. You all appreciate Hola, amigos and amigas. This is a part two of a mommy cast. This is your girl Toya here. And I'm Chanel Ray. And we're back. We are back at it. So, uh, last episode, we discussed <sighs> my heartbreak. Um, me letting our audience know that Eric or Willie or Marquise, whatever you know him as, uh, we are currently separated. Um, I found out that he had an affair and we clearly needed a break. What that means for us right now, I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know. I know that we haven't discussed the D word and divorce for, you know, what, for all of those who don't know what that is, but I think it's inevitable at that part, uh, at this point, I mean. Um, we just honestly haven't had that rough conversation yet. Yeah. Um, but what that means in regards to our co-parenting right now, we've been checking checking in on a weekly basis uh, as far as scheduling is concerned. I'm not really the girl to, you know, do the child support thing. Um, I think as long as we can figure it out and he does what he needs to do, I'm totally okay with that. But don't test me. Because we know we can get it. We can get ratchet if I need to. Is there still an anger that still like resides inside of you when you have to call him or when you have to have Chase speak to him? Are you still angry at him? Um, I think that every day is different. And yes, there are times where I am angry. There are times where he don't answer the phone. And I have to remember that now he doesn't have to answer to me anymore. Um, mm. And that is an adjustment. Because guess what? I don't call you for no reason. Unless it's for Chase. I'm not that girl. I'm not here trying to get back. So you have no reason not to answer me. So yeah, right. those type of situations are rough. Um, we've definitely, I don't want, I, I never want to be, you know, to be the person that thinks that oh, all of this is so peachy clean. No, right. we've definitely had some rough moments. Yeah. Um, some outbursts. Um, yes, some of them have been in front of Chase. I'm not proud of that. But this is real life. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, I'm trying. I've never had to deal with this. I tried my best not to ever be somebody's baby mama. Mm-hmm. For this very same reason. I waited my whole life to have a kid. I did not take that lightly because I know myself. Now, let me ask you, and this is a very important question. How has Chase been in this transitional part of your life? How has his attitude changed or hasn't changed? Is he happier? Is he sad? Is he playful? Is he less playful? Like, how has he been first, dealing with this? The first month was rough for him, just as it was for me. 
he didn't understand why daddy was leaving. He wasn't getting it. I had to keep telling him, daddy needs to go to work. Daddy needs to go to work. He's not, he was not understanding. Um, and so it was hard for him to adjust to that. But, you know, fortunately, Chase is only three. and was only three when it happened. He was like a couple months, you know, past his third birthday. So he, you know, adapted quickly. I think that if Chase was a little bit older, it would have been a bit more confusing for him. But mm-hmm. now this is his new normal. Um, you know, I think that we've been making a conscious effort to do some things together as a quote unquote family. Not a lot, but like one example, we took him to Paw Patrol Live. Mm-hmm. And that was and how was that dynamic that you was surprisingly okay. okay i mean i it wasn't anything memorable to discuss as far as like oh no i wish he would have did that or did this right i think we were both civil and respectful and that's all you know and chase was very very happy to have both his parents there like he was so ecstatic because it was like one minute he wanted to sit on mommy's lap, then the next minute he wanted to sit on daddy's yeah. lap, and he kept going. The love back was shared. Forth. Yeah, the love was shared, and he was smiling from ear to ear. And at the end of the that's day, amazing. that's all that mattered. Um, but what I did want to talk to you guys about was just to, for some clarification, because we did get a question about my pregnancy. Um, I, I'm not pregnant anymore. Um, for I, I think I mentioned that I was hemorrhaging when I found out that I was pregnant. I did have a miscarriage. And so, yes, I am still mourning the loss of that child. Um, For those of you who are listening for, you know, the first time or, you know, haven't listened to the first couple of episodes, um, I did have a miscarriage before Chase. Um, But this time was much different. I feel like one... um, I didn't know that I even was pregnant for the, well, both times I didn't know I was pregnant. But I think it was a different dynamic because, you know, my husband was still in the house um, with the first miscarriage and it was like we were trying to get pregnant. And so I wasn't really too far along um, with the first miscarriage. Now with this past miscarriage, it felt, tragic it felt like my pain caused this miscarriage i feel like i killed my baby i felt like they killed my baby mm-hmm. if you ask him i definitely said that to him i think i called him a baby killer that's how i felt at the time i felt that they killed my child because i definitely think that because i was so stressed and so much in pain emotionally that's what brought down my period mm-hmm. and i do think that to be honest, we all killed that baby. Yes, it was in my body, and so my emotions killed it, but they're the ones that called it, that caused that. So, yeah. And this is me six months after still feeling that way. Yeah. I know it's that that's really hard for you because I know personally how much you wanted to have another baby. baby. I, I wanted to have another baby. I want my kid to have a sibling. Like, I know what my sisters mean to me. Yeah, they get on my nerves, but I could not go through life without my sisters. Ariel and Brittany, as much as they get on my nerves, and we, you know, I definitely was the big sister that didn't want to have to do anything with them. But as I go through life as an adult, 
my sisters are my everything. Like, yes, I have Toya and Tippy as my best friends and Adam and Ian. But, you know, my sisters, they walk through life with me. We, we go through every single day together. Yeah. And I wanted the same thing for Chase. And so that terrifies me that he won't have that experience. And yes, I'm sure that that Marquise is going to have other kids. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know if that's in the cards for me. But even that half siblings and step siblings it's not the same so i my heart breaks for him in that but i'm grateful that well you're so young girl don't be acting like you can't have the more kids no no no, girl please that is another don't be trying to act like you like 55 you can't have the more kids but i you are 34 years young girl you have time to have some more kids we are in a new age a new day it is 2019 let me tell you mama got her waistline back i don't know about this (laughs) we're gonna have we're gonna discuss that in detail on another episode but i could honestly say like chase being my godson this this um moment that you've been going through i've been spending more time with him and i feel like we've definitely bonded more because i feel like now that he's with he's with me a little bit more often and he gets to play with his god brother i feel like if things were a little bit different i wouldn't see him as often because i feel like sometimes when we're all caught up in our family lives we don't really get to get together as we should and you know, when you call me, you need me to watch him or whatever the case is. Him and Elias are growing more and more closer together, as, as I've seen in the recent days. And I, and I love that, that he gets to be with his godbrother a little bit more. And I want to talk about that for a little bit because it goes back to my five stages of grief or my five months of grief um, and what that meant for Chase. Because someone told me while I was going through all of this, Chase cannot be good unless his mom is good. Yeah. It's the same reason why they tell you on a plane, before you put on anyone else's mask, you got to put on your own. That is the most difficult thing right now. Even though I'm six months in after this, and I want to say that I'm better, I'm still not 100% healed from it. And I think that the part that is heartbreaking right now is seeing that I'm not I'm not all the way healed. So how can I be all the way good for Chase? Yeah. And the first month, like I told you guys last episode, I was very heartbroken, suicidal to the point where I needed OMG. to be talked off the ledge. Need I needed to be talked off the ledge. And so I don't even remember that month when in regards to Chase and I'm just being 100% honest. And that's why I said in the in the last episode I was calling you like a maniac. I don't even like, remember. Like where's Chase? Where is Chase? Yeah, and where I don't Chase? want you guys to, you know, to Not that I thought else. that you would hurt him. Yeah, no. But hurting yourself is hurting him. Correct. And so there's a, you know, and I and I say this throughout the whole throughout our whole podcast series that I have a great support system and I'm not taking any of that for granted. You know, my parents and my, uh, Brittany, my, um, middle sister, she is 40 minutes away. My grandmother is 10 minutes away. Marquise's family is 10 minutes away. Like, and of course my girls would drop anything for me. So I know that I have a great support system and I'm not, 
um i'm not deflecting from that so yes chase was always good let's not let's not get crazy and y'all ain't calling cps on me <laughs> um my son was good but was my mental good absolutely not um i was fortunate enough during month two one of my girlfriends shout out to kimmy cupcakes Kimmy was like, you know, she heard about everything that was going on. I confided in her, told her. And she was like, oh, no, you need to come out to Hawaii ASAP. And let me tell you something. When your girl says come to Hawaii, you go to <laughs> mother effing Hawaii. <laughs> and so Hawaii was month two. And I definitely, definitely, definitely needed Hawaii. Hawaii was um, a spiritual awakening to realizing that life there's so much more to life. There's so, so much more to life. Oh, yeah. And nature, connecting back to nature is so important. And don't let me get down on my spiritual nonsense because this ain't the podcast for that. <laughs> but what I can tell you is that it's so important for you to connect back with nature when you're going through anything because there is a certain feeling of being grounded and in a literal sense to reconnect with the earth and what mother nature has to offer us is just gives you a reset that you can't even imagine it you know there's a reason why when you get baptized it's in water and me being in the ocean it's a whole other cleansing for me so again this ain't the podcast to be on that bs but me and you can talk offline about that and i can tell you about you know i so. do want to say that i am thankful for chanel's other friends who have played a role in my healing her healing process and getting her head back on straight because it was it was a difficult time for me too because seeing my friend go through this was heartbreaking and it's so hard to be here all the time and and try to comfort her in so many different ways but i'm really grateful for everyone else who stepped up to the plate to help her because she was she was in a really dark place it was like a really dark place to the point where it made me cry a lot like we would cry on the phone together when we would discuss things and I'm just so happy that the things that I would say to her was actually happening for instance saying you know there is life after this go have some fun get some sun and relax and I have it will say, help and I have to be very very honest you know I actually confided in my mom about this and I say you know what it was hard for me to to continue to go through this process with you and Tippy. and I don't think I've ever had this conversation with you but why I'm saying that is that you guys know me best. And this is not putting down my other friends or whatnot. But but at that moment, when I'm going through my healing process, y'all were too real for me, at one, like, at one point. Like, Tippy was trying to, trying to preach to me, and I really wasn't trying to hear it. Yeah. And it's because you guys know me better than anybody else. And at some point it was just like, nah, it's the same reason why, you know, growing up as some, some teenagers have a hard time going to their mom, you know, to, to confide in mm -hmm. certain things. And I felt the same way going to you two. And I felt like, yes, you were there for me and you'll always be there for me. But I feel like you just didn't, you were too real and like and i don't know how to explain it well you know we were real because we we've been there and we've done that and we've, we survived it 
And the reason I think you didn't want to hear us is because you were in that phase of anger. Yes. And you were in that phase of, I'm not trying to hear this right now. Not from you. But the reality <laughs> of the reality of it was that we've been there. We know what the next stage of your grief is going to be. We know where your healing is going to come from. We know when it's going to come because we've been there. And that you didn't want to hear. But you know what? That's what real friendships are. And that's what sisterhoods are. You don't want to hear what they have to say. But what they have to say is the truth. Because people Correct. can butter things up all they want Correct. for you. And then, then so then, uh, so that was month two, Hawaii. Hawaii was the reset. Month three was party girl. Lit. <laughs> it was lit season girl my homegirl's ig page was <laughs> popping homegirl in swimsuits i went to, swimsuit, I went to bikinis Miami. i went to selfies AC, every other hour in, two, in what one month two times in ac miami and shout out to even chrissy chrissy lampkin um mrs jones to be huh um you know, she she was definitely like Chrissy. They both give me tough love. Sometimes you need, you know, the girls who've been through it 100%. I'm not saying that you and Tippy haven't, but they just have a way of experiencing it. Like, they're not going to sugarcoat you. Y'all are my nice friends who are going to, you know, hug mm -hmm. me and all that. Nah, they going to snap <laughs> me out of that. They going to beat me up if they have to. <laughs> and like, no, wake up. We ain't got time for this. Put your big girl panties on and let's go. And I think we were very stern with you at this point in time as mm -hmm. opposed to years back when you had your little boyfriend break us because yeah. now you're a mother. Now right. you're more than just someone's girl, someone's woman. You are a mom and that is your number one priority now. Mm -hmm. Number one. And because I love that little boy so much, like I needed you to get Wake back up. to sanity like quickly. Correct quickly because yes. he needs you and i told you that every phone call we had and i would end by saying chase needs you and i know that was hard for you to hear because it's like you like i i'm just trying to figure me out right now but i needed you to figure yourself out really quickly because i just knew what it is i know what it is to be a mom and i know what it is for your child to depend on you, you like you are their lifeline yes and I also, um, I forgot to mention, also my other two great friends, and this is kind of weird too, because they really started off as Marquise's friends, um, the Eastons. They definitely were there for me in the beginning. I felt, you know, I told you, like, yes, it's one thing figuring out myself and figuring out, you know, what this new life means for Chanel. And, you know, me going out means me being away from my son. So there's not much of that that I could take. So it was like, yeah. okay, well, let me still go out, but at least be with people that, you know, is kid friendly and that I can bring Chase places. So they made dinner for me plenty of times and Chase and I would go to their house and, you know, they live 10 minutes away from here too. And we would just have dinner and, you know, just take my mind off of things. And yet Chase can still play with their son. Like that kind of stuff is so important yeah. for you still to have adult conversation yeah. with and don't feel like, I'm being out, you know, being party girl all the time. Yeah. But even though, yes. Even though she lit, though. She's still lit. January she was, January was <laughs> lit. January, but, you know, usually I'm an in-person in January, but not January. Anyway, we had, yeah, yeah, had a great yeah, time. Uh -huh, you had yeah, a real good time. Come bunch of bathing suits. Um, <laughs> but that, that, to me, 
when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is her another. This is her other stage, mm-hmm. finding herself all over again. Correct. And Mama has lived. Oh, <laughs> Mama has lived, and she's still living. She's still living, y'all. Still living. She's still living. Um, um, the next month was about okay. Let's calm this down. I always use this analogy. It felt like I was living in like some my, my life was in a snow globe, and somebody's shaking it up. And yeah. the snow is just starting to settle again. So by the third month, it was like, okay, let's figure this out. What does this mean now? And figuring out, okay, well, what do what does Chanel want? What do I want? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that doesn't even mean on a personal level. That just means in life. What do I want in life? What are my new goals? If you follow me on IG, you know all about I'm a goal-oriented person. So now my goals have changed. You know, a couple months ago, the goal was house and baby. Right. But, well, what is the new goal now? Have you somewhat figured out what your new goal is now? Or are you still trying to figure that out? Um, I do have some new goals. Um, you know, a lot of them are career-oriented now. I've been, po- you know, putting a lot of my efforts into my career mm-hmm. um, because personal life i don't really want to face yeah um it was a lot of realizing that like okay well i could focus on the career now because i don't want to deal with my personal life it's a lot of like putting it off yeah um so yeah that was month four month five was about new beginnings and And here i am into month six here you are and you've come such a long way from month one yeah. the blurry and, month and full disclaimer to our listeners y'all ain't gonna be getting into my dating life <laughs> right now this is a mommy podcast this ain't about what's going on in my dms because trust me the dms is popping <laughs> but that's I'm a sure. whole new podcast i'm sure and i'm not sure dominican drew wants to say it no he does it he's shaking his head like hell to the day <laughs> no parts of this but um yes and speaking of dominican drew um, he definitely guided me not only as a producer but as a friend and I want to make it very clear that yes Marquise is a great father to Chase um, can I sit here and lie and be protective of his reputation and feel like I need to be absolutely not Hell to the no. I was just before uh, Dominican Drew came in I was telling Toya I said the one takeaway from all of this is that it seems to be that Marquise is, has taken his father responsibilities much more seriously and has stepped up as a dad more than when things were great with us in our marriage. So if that is the silver lining and my son gets you'll, a better father out of it, you'll take sure, that. I'll take it. Right. Because that's what we do for our kids. Yeah. Now, can I say that? Uh, do I think it'll last? I don't know. That's TBD. Yeah. I hope so for for Chase's sake, but as of right now, he's doing what he needs to do. If he continues to do that, he will have no issues for me when it comes to this co-parenting. What would be your roller coaster? What would be your advice to our listeners or any woman that's out there dealing or trying to get through what you've been through in the past couple of months? What would you tell them (sighs) to remember to love you first? Because at the end of the day, people can change their mind about love even when they promised you otherwise. Right. 
and I was such the not to toot my own horn, but I know I was a good wife. I know I did everything. Matter of fact, to this day, if that man needed anything, I probably would still do it because that's the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't realize is that I was jeopardizing my own relationship with myself. I needed to learn to love Chanel first because for the past 10 years, I've put my husband first and I've put my son first. And I'm not sure that's the move. Because when it's all said and done, you only got you. So I may have fooled myself into thinking I loved me, but I really didn't. So I had to teach myself to love me again. Mm -hmm. And so... That goes for you. If you're married, if you're not married, if you're single, if you're not single, you gotta put yourself you, first. You always got to you learn gotta to take love care of you. you. you because do. if you don't, and I'm not saying you know you can't compromise on certain things, but because when shit hits the fan and it's only you, there's a lot of times I I can't even sit in my own space. I used to love me time. Mm-hmm. Now I'm scared of me time. Yeah, because you gotta face yourself. I gotta face and myself. And we are the scariest people to look at. It's your own self. When you really look at it, when you gotta face yourself, it's really scary. It's real. So I, um, yeah, I advise that you, that everyone, no matter what your situation is, that you make sure that you are good. Yeah. And you've, like I said, and I keep saying it over, you have definitely taken each day each week each month with big strides and you've been doing really well and i have to commend you for that because i know it's hard it isn't easy it's not a walk in the park i I, and a lot of times and again if you follow me on instagram you know i'm all about my motivational mondays and my happy fridays right but here's the thing you want to know a secret y'all i don't post that for (laughs) y'all i'm telling myself these things yeah I'm telling myself these things. Yeah. It is a reiteration for me to know that at the end of the day, the only person that can make me truly happy is me. Absolutely. All the bells and whistles are just that. That's the, what it is. The breakfasts and the charm bracelets. <laughs> that comes and goes. <laughs> but you got to live with yourself. You got to live with yourself. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> But thank you <laughs> for sharing this, Chanel, because I know it's not easy to put your life out there like this. Mm-hmm. But not only did you put your your story out there, but I'm pretty sure that there is someone else out there that's listening that's like, yo, thank you for sharing that because that's exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. And it wasn't easy for you, but you were helping oh. somebody else. I promised it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm here, you guys. And yes, you can um, reach out to us at amamicast at gmail.com. And I'll try to answer all the questions. But if y'all get too personal, I'll shut it down. <laughs> Just FYI. Don't be asking nothing crazy. But thank you for listening. <laughs> if you want to reach us, like Chanel said, amamicast at gmail.com, amamicast.com, and on Instagram at amamicast. Yeah. And we're here, y'all. Until next time. Amamicast. Amamicast. <laughs> <laughs>